When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Nolan North, and you're listening to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Why wouldn't you? Take it from me. Raphael from TMNT, go back to 2007. We'll save our brother, and then we'll save New York City. Or, of course, you may listen to the Krang, because the Krang know that you should listen to Turtles, Turtles, and Turtle Power Hour. Go listen, Krang. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, <laughs> we have some interesting voices. <laughs> yeah, there are some interesting voices in this episode. In these episodes, yeah. Um, speaking of which, we're covering uh, episodes four, five, and six from season five of the 1987 cartoon. What's crazy is we're already like a third of the way, or no? Shit, cut that out. I'm bad at math. Um, <laughs> no, leave it in. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, about a third. I mean, twenty. About a quarter. How's that of of the way through this season? Uh, we're yeah. Instead of six out of like a hundred and eight. <laughs> so at at a twenty-two, if we're only in six episodes in. Yeah, which honestly is a a way bigger portion of this season than any of the last seasons you watched usually that meant we were only like a sixth in so <laughs> yeah we're like a quarter now yeah you just we're um, flying we're flying through it so what are these episodes Keith? we are watching michelangelo meets mondo gecko inter mutagen man and donatello's bad time you know, also why like, is this like the second time that we have a michelangelo meets somebody episode and yeah. then we're gonna have another one in the next the next time we talk about 87. Yeah. Also, I'm just gonna ask this question up front. Why why is bad spelt with two D's in the title of my well, don't we'll tell us a bad time? We'll talk about that when we get to my episode. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I will hold off then. We will wait. So, folks, let me tell you a story, but not me. It's actually gonna be Keith. Hey, let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear. About Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it! This is Michelangelo meets Mondo Gecko, written by Gary Greenfield. Original air date, September 14th, 1991. So Michelangelo has been having crazy nightmares that he can't remember. Splinter uses a shiny medallion to hypnotize him to learn what they are. And it turns out that Michelangelo is dreaming of a gecko that fell into the ooze with the turtles when they were babies, but was stolen away by a mysterious man. 
Everyone else goes back to sleep, but Michelangelo takes off to find the place where they originally fell into the sewer to find any sort of clues about this gecko. A burglar alarm goes off nearby, and Mikey confronts the three bandits robbing the bank. When a, the one in a mysterious cloak says he'll stash the loot in the sewer, and Mikey gives chase as the other two get away. The cloaked figure is an expert skateboarder, but Mikey is able to lead him to a dead end in, in the sewer. He removes his cloak to reveal that he's Mondo Gecko. Michelangelo thinks that he recognizes Mondo from somewhere, but he can't put the pieces together before he's attacked by the skateboarding lizard. Mondo manages to best Mikey and tie him up with his turtle line. Mikey's able to get free and follow Mondo's tracks to a warehouse where he finds Mondo and his cronies on the phone with the mysterious Mr. X. He gives them a new mission to steal an army truck with an experimental explosive on board. Mikey sneaks in to confront the goons, but is caught in a net. Mondo decides to bring him to Mr. X. En route to Mr. X's uh, mountaintop hideout, the group seizes the army truck carrying the experimental explosive. Michelangelo is thrown in the back of the truck and is able to alert his brothers of the situation with his turtle comm, but he's caught and his comm is destroyed. April calls the turtles to let them know that she's already en route to Michelangelo's location because she's, she's chasing the story of the missing explosive. The other turtles also decide to give chase in the turtle blimp. Mondo goes in the secret hideout to talk to Mr. X and the other goons are left outside, but decided that this is a good time to send the truck back down the mountain road, hoping to kill Michelangelo. Mondo sees this and gives chase, hoping to save Michelangelo. He catches up and rescues Mikey before remembering that he's the bad guy and walking Michelangelo back up to the secret hideout. Mikey is taken to Mr. X, who is the megalomaniac, megalomaniac millionaire orchestrating everything and Michelangelo recognizes him as the guy who is crawling around in the sewer looking for a radioactive lizard to carry out his schemes for world domination. Mr. X orders Mondo to kill Mikey. Uh, Mondo gives Mikey one last request, but Mikey tricks Mondo by pulling out the medallion that Splinter used to hypnotize him to hypnotize Mondo Gecko. Mikey uses the opportunity to make Mondo realize he's not a bad guy, but just Mr. X made him that way. Mondo has a change of heart, he tries to help Mikey escape, but the experimental explosive gets accidentally activated. Luckily, the other turtles show up in the blimp and help defeat Mr. X and his goons. Donatello is able to disarm the bomb by cutting the purple wire, of course. The police show up, so the turtles hightailed out of there and decide to bring Mondo Gecko with them to a neighboring sewer lair. Mondo and Mikey, now the best of pals, decide to go sewer skating. The end riveting riveting stuff bold storytelling entirely cohesive entirely 100 no honestly it was a very organic story very very organic writing <laughs> made yeah. perfect sense from yeah. beginning to end uh, definitely a normal slice of life episode really. they did not need to advertise a toy for that one definitely not for that one <laughs> okay so my episode number five enter mutagen man this episode was written by David Wise. It was released September 21st of 1991. So the turtles are checking out a rocket launch. They've sneaked onto the launch pad and are checking out the super advanced waste disposal system there that incinerates the waste before they are chased off by a security guard. Elsewhere in an abandoned warehouse, Shredder and Krang and company are cooking up a new batch of mutagen that uses a chemical from ACE. 
A lost delivery man stumbles upon them and ends up falling into the mutagen. While this happens, the turtles are back at their lair, uh, and they hear a report on the news that two men tried to steal a special chemical from Ace. They believe it's tied to Shredder, so they go to check it out. Back to our delivery man, Seymour. Shredder and company have gathered what's left of Seymour into a body with a glass torso and arms and legs. The glass body leaves Seymour's organs visible. He now has a constant stream of mutagen flowing through him that has to continue going through him, otherwise he'll fall apart. He can now temporarily shapeshift as well. Shredder sends Seymour to retrieve the chemical they failed to get from Ace and promises him that if he gets it, he can use that chemical to turn Seymour back into his old self. Seymour uses his shape-shifting to sneak in and grab the chemical. April and Irma are still there from doing the report that the turtles saw earlier on the attempted robbery. And in his escape process, Seymour locks up Irma and takes her shape. He leaves out the door with April, but April takes the chemical from him and puts it in the van. His transformation is wearing off, so he runs off and April drives off without Irma. In the meantime, turtles have been spotted by a guard and are being held up by him. April gets back to Channel 6 and wonders why Irma had the chemical that someone had tried to steal earlier. Then the real Irma shows up, upset, and now she's more confused. She calls the turtles for help, and they promptly run away from the guard and head to Channel 6. On their way there, Seymour spots them and transforms into an old woman and lures Mike and Dawn into an alley to help him. Her, the, the person he's pretending to be. He then traps them in a dumpster and takes Mikey's shape. He runs out of the alley and tells Leo and Raphael that a steel worker working on a high rise is in trouble. So the two of them run off to help him. While the turtles are busy losing a fight to construction workers and a garbage can. Uh, mutagen. Okay. So while the turtles are losing a fight to construction workers who think that they're aliens and a dumpster. Mutagen Man takes the form of Vernon and walks into April's office claiming that Ace called him and they want him to bring the chemical back. April thinks this is suspicious and so she follows and witnesses him transform back into Mutagen Man. Seymour is forced to kidnap her and tie up the loose ends by sending her down a cable of a cable car to her death. Somehow she is able to call the turtles and they come and rescue her. Seymour returns with the chemical when Shredder double-crosses him by pulling his tube with the mutagen and running off with the chemical. Their new mutagen, uh, so Shredder plans to take their new mutagen and put it into the engine of the rockets that the turtles were checking out earlier so that it turns into a vapor over the whole city and will mutate the whole thing. The turtles show up and save Seymour after Shredder is gone. He tells, the Shredders, he tells them the Shredder's plan, and they take off to the launch site. The turtles kidnap Bebop and Rocksteady and send Seymour in the shape of Bebop to lure Krang away from Shredder. The turtles then keep Krang busy while Seymour takes his shape and tricks Shredder into disposing most of the mutagen. The turtles defeat Shredder and company and use what's left of the mutagen to turn Seymour back into his original form. However, he doesn't choose his original form. Instead, he chooses the form of a handsome man instead and then he goes on a date with april the end well that was uncomfortable at the end there yeah definitely 
definitely not a fan of that writing. Uh, <laughs> next up is Donatello's Bad Time with two Ds. Season five, episode six, original air date, September 21st, 1991. This is another Susan Stewart Taggart joint. While road testing the turtle van with his latest inventions, Donatello encounters a family of hillbillies known as the Bad Family with two Ds. The Bads are the notorious crime family from the backwoods. The Bad Family's pickup truck has given up the ghost, so Donatello, acting as a good Samaritan, stops and offers his assistance. The Bads with two Ds lock the helpful turtle up in the in the engine compartment of their truck and then steal the turtle van and have fun with one of the many contraptions that Donatello has installed on it. Back at the turtle lair, Donatello is afraid to tell his brothers about the theft of the turtle van. Don pretends to be working on the vehicle while he is actually working on the hillbilly's truck. Meanwhile, the other turtles are desperate for the use of the van so that they can aid in the capture of the heisting hillbillies. Meanwhile, April and Irma, who are investigating the Bad with 2D's family, themselves do an interview with Dr. Keppel at the Keppel Research Laboratory. Dr. Keppel tells the reporters about his invention, the Powerizer, a device that can provide more energy than the sun. However, Keppel reveals that the machine could be very destructive if it were to fall into the wrong hands. And what powers the Powersizer? A giant diamond, of course. And guess who is watching April and Irma's newscast while driving the turtle van? The bad with 2D family. Who arrived just in time to steal the diamond and the power sizer while April and Irma are doing their live report. Meanwhile, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Raphael are walking the city streets in search of the bad with 2D's family. The three mutants are grumbling about Donatello's strange behavior when they almost run down our... The three mutants are grumbling about Donatello's strange behavior when they are almost run down by the turtle van. After April informs them of the theft of the diamond by the bad with 2D's family in the turtle van, the remaining three turtles are convinced that Donatello is in cahoots with the bad with 2D's family. April also warns them that if the bad with 2D's family turns on the power sizer without calibrating it correctly, it will drain the city of all its power, causing an overload that will make the city go boom. And of course, the bads with 2D's family do it do turn it on when they try to dislodge the diamond from the power sizer, and the city's power begins to drain. The bads with 2D's are see this as a plus, as it will enable them to rob banks without burglar alarms being set off. Finally, Donatello tracks the turtle van and falls victim to his own inventions as he follows the bad with 2D's family all over the city. But fortunately, he came prepared. He rigged the bad with 2D's pickup truck with some inventions that counteract the ones he made into the turtle van. In the end, Donatello and the other turtles apprehend the bad with two Ds and the power sizer is turned off before the city is destroyed. Old, old storytelling. So Spencer, that's why they have two. Yeah. I, that goes to show you how easy it was for me to pay <laughs> attention to this episode. <laughs> did I, did I explain it enough for you? You did. I got okay. it. I know now. I bad wanted to make sure. Ds. I they wanted to make sure you family. understood why. <laughs> I thought their name were like was like the hijacking hillbillies, or I don't know. There's there multiple like different things they called them. They did not call them the bads that often. Must have been at the yeah, beginning, and I and I missed it. I like I said, I struggled at this one. <laughs> I also don't think it's ever like spelled out in the show. It isn't. It so, isn't spelled yeah. out in the show, other than the title card. 
which you just have to assume which is which is what which is what he was saying like why is it why does it have two d's mm-hmm. and that was why all right yeah. all right now i know and knowing is half the battle yeah Drew. speaking Are of you? speaking of knowing Joe. more stuff let's move on to the second time around hey nice junk <laughs> That was clever. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You know, Michelangelo meets Mondo Gecko. Um, so if you remember last time we had an Archie character in the show, Ryan Brown and Steve Murphy were adamant that they not use their Archie characters as bad guys. They've clearly lost that fight here because Mondo Gecko appeared in the Archie comics before being on the show. He was a good guy and he was originally a teenager mutated into a lizard, not a lizard mutated into a teenager. So there you go. That's not confusing. Nope. Yeah, this is also the second time Splinter has immediately resorted to hypnotism with Mikey. <laughs> He's just yes. like, this boy is helpless. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. Let's swing a watch in front of him, hypnotize him into uh, taking care of whatever this kid's issues are. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Although, you know, being a father now, if I could hypnotize my daughter into just going to sleep, I absolutely would. Oh, that I'm would sure. be also, my first resort. <laughs> but then also, like, Mikey's immediately like that won't work on me when it's like it's worked every time. It's worked every time. Yeah, but pizza. Unless like unless he's unless Splinter's wiping his mind after every time. Oh shoot! Just hypnotizes him again and makes him forget. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I never hypnotized you. <laughs> do you guys watch what we do in the shadows? I, I just not, started it, but I've heard a lot of good things. I just oh started God. it. It's such a good show, but there, there's a couple episodes where they like hypnotize the neighbors, and they're like, a normal human could withstand up to four hypnoses an hour. That man suffered 412, or whatever. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hilarious show. I love it. Ah. Uh, another thing, like we've already talked about this before, but you just see this old scene again where they've turned the mutagen green when it used to be pink back in season one. But when yeah, when we have a we have a the... flashback uh, mm-hmm. because of Michelangelo's dream, like he's remembering when they were um, first mutated, and we see in this one that um, he like it, it's it's all new animation. It's not the original um, mm-hmm. from from Turtle Tracks, so it, it's like I said, it's it's from a different angle, and it's a little weird because like the mutagen is green now well they also didn't fall directly into the mutagen they were uh, no exactly that too so like for a while yeah yeah like this kind of cuts out like their whole life with splinter yeah so maybe part of that is just because it is a dream but yeah yeah, whatever yeah also means that someone was creeping around yoshi's hideout yeah like this mr x dude was creeping around the entire time Hmm. Uh, this is Gary Greenfield's only episode of Ninja Turtles. And there he got go. to introduce such an iconic character as Mondo Gecko. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these one-off writers get big episodes. Like the Mona Lisa episode was a, a guy that that was his only episode, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I suppose that is fairly interesting. That's what they do. Well, I don't know. David Weiss, some, well, I don't know. David Weiss will bring up things that like, happen again yeah but like then again those things like aren't really things that have like usually stood the test of time and, and made it to other versions 
Uh, so that's all I had for Mondo Gecko. Same. All right, so enter Mutagen Man. He's another character that actually this isn't his first appearance. He first appeared in the Archie series in April earlier before this, this episode came out. So this episode came out in the fall. He originally came out in the Archie comics in the spring before like Mondo Gecko did. So most likely uh, like those appearances were, were being worked on at the same time. Like, you know, the, the, the toys and the, uh, Archie appearances and like the yeah. animation and writing for this, like I most think, likely all would have been at the same time. Yeah. I think Ryan Brown designed them and designed the toy and created the character. And then they would then take that character and have to put it in the show. Uh, Cause playmates wanted them to do that. Um, Good old see, playmates. We, we haven't seen these for a while because the tenant has been in dimension X for the last season, but the drill modules are in this episode again. Yeah, which is interesting that that's what they take, I guess, from the North Pole. From the Arctic? Yeah, from the Arctic. Yeah. They drove oh, yeah, into the Earth. a long drive. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they're used to traveling from the core of the Earth, so maybe it's actually a quicker trip than we're thinking. But <laughs> I don't know. You have to go like a long, like, it's not like you're going through the Earth, though, to get to, like, to get that. You'd have to, like, go down inside the crust, travel through the crust, like, the long way. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's not how it would work. But <laughs> I, I guess I just don't know what the direct path would be through the ground. No, dig up, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite Simpsons jokes. Yeah, and I, I don't have anything else for this episode. Yeah, I mean, other than like, it just it just reminds me of when. Um, NECA had revealed their mutagen man uh action figure uh was it almost two years ago now um (laughs) when they revealed it everybody got so mad at NECA and it was like just hate spamming them because like oh that doesn't look like the toy and it's like the toy looks so different from this mutagen man like I I get it like the the original mutagen man toy was like iconic I never had it but like I knew of it, and I mean that was designed by Ryan Brown, and that was well, probably like, what made it in the Archie comics. Well, like that's so I'm I'm just saying like you know people are remembering the toy and then just yeah. got mad at NECA because like the design of this mutagen man is so like just kind of wimpy mm-hmm. um, compared to that one, and so like like I and other people were like, did you? Do you not remember remember the show and like how much this is a common thing? Yeah, I don't remember Mutagen Ben being in the Archie comics. I gotta go read those Archie comics again. I just I just barely looked it up beforehand, so I I made sure <laughs> before saying that. Spencer out loud, doing his research. Know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, didn't you do a TikTok on Mutagen Man recently? Anyway, I did. I think I also may have. I don't know. I'd have to go back and rewatch my TikTok. I might have missed him in the Archie comic. Not sure. Which that would be a boo-boo on my part. That would be. Your TikTok's taken away now. 
I know. Give us a TikTok card. I, I only I only have <laughs> one more card in my deck of cards, though. Okay, I'm almost done. Oh, I wonder man, how mean, close you're getting. Mean, yeah, that means we got to come up with new content for TikTok. So, guys, if you're listening, let us know what you want to see on the TikTok. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, we have nothing. We after that after that card, we've got nothing. <laughs> I mean, I there's a few characters that aren't in that deck that I'd like to do one of, like Renette and. Uh, Renette's not in that deck. She's not. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yeah. That, really? That's that's wild. wild. Yeah, so Ronette, Savanti Romero, I'd probably like to do one of. I'll maybe just do one like on the just on some of the Justice Force characters from the Mirage series because because I love those guys. Uh, Savanti Romero been on IDW. Savanti Romero, yeah, yeah, only briefly. He was in the Bebop and Rock City Destroy Everything story. There yeah, it like is. he hasn't yeah. he hasn't been he hasn't been a major bad guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's that is kind of weird that he hasn't been. He he really hasn't been in most shows. Like he briefly appeared in 2012 for that arc during season five when they're with Renette. But he's really actually more of like a Renette bad guy that the turtles end up fighting when they yeah. team up with her. Is what it feels right, but, but like. But at this point, he hates the turtles so much. Yeah. I'm sad that fifth season isn't on like Paramount Plus or Netflix because I've been wanting to watch those Savanti Romero episodes because they're they're kind of Halloween themed, you know where. We're in Halloween time right now. Season five isn't on Paramount Plus. No, only season two is. They are like releasing it slowly, season by season. Yeah. I oh, we're talking about we're talking about 2012, 2012. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I forgot Savanti Romero was in 2012. I thought yeah. you were talking about um 2003. I was like, no, no, oh, 2003. He he appears a few more times there, yeah. a couple more times. Well, yeah, no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying like he's got it's at least all on two Paramount or three Plus, episodes. So. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it's like I said, I, I, there's a few characters that aren't in that deck of cards that I think I'd like to uh, showcase, but not a whole lot. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not going to go and find every single like last little character with just like one appearance to make a comment on just some favorites of mine. Maybe if you have a favorite of yours and you want to send it to us, I can do one about them. I'm going to text you like every time I get out of the shower and be like, hey, Spencer. Here's someone you should make a card for. Uh, yeah, do one on Hokum Hair. There you go. I, I, Hokum Hair. I can't. I, I suppose I can. You know who you should talk about is the Bad Family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, the Bad Family which. with two Ds. Uh, that's really that's really it. Um, so this is the first episode where Splinter is not voiced by Peter Renaday. Uh, he is voiced by Townsend Coleman this time. Tons of Cohen's been putting in the work because doesn't he do Krang every now and then too? I mean, he, yeah, he fills in for pretty much everybody. He was Hokum Hare and Usagi. Um, so, yeah, he's Town, Townsend. Townsend is kind of the catch all, I think. Yeah. Like him and him and Rob Paulson. I mean, Cam Clark too. Like all, all, all of these guys put in the work. Yeah. They do a lot of the backup voices and everything else in here. You hear Cam Clark a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, I uh, recently yeah. found out that Townsend Coleman was the tick, which yeah. is like what and a Rob range Paulson, that man has. Rob Paulson was Arthur. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. He was yeah. Arthur? Wait, which Arthur? No, Arthur from the tick. Arthur from the oh, tick. Oh, okay. No, I was like, not, Arthur the not Arthur? Arthur the Aardvark. No. He doesn't sound anything Arthur? like Rob Paulson. Yeah. Like, like, if you really, after someone tells you it's Rob Paulson, you can you can hear the Tom Burn and yeah. know it's him. But I was like, Arthur, no way. Okay. All right. We're good. <laughs> All right, bring him back into the show, guys. Uh, apparently, this is the last episode of the uh, 
Tokyo Japanese dub. What a way to go out. And yeah. it was uh, the way it ended uh, is that it had a preview for Neon Genesis Evangelion, which replaced Turtles the next week. Surprise. What a what a swing! <laughs> Just what a what a huge, huge tonal shift. Yeah. Um, no shredder, no crane in this or Mondo Gecko. Just so you know, for those of you keeping track at home. All right, so we good to move on to anchovies? I think so. Let's eat them. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing, and you're in big trouble. Okay. I call legend low. This is going to be one anchovy heavy pizza. I hated, the, I hated these anchovies so much I smacked my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> just done recording all together. Yep, I'm just done. <laughs> done podcasting. It, it, these episodes were so bad you lost a hobby. <laughs> yeah. So first off, I'm just going to go straight on just like anyone could save the world in this universe. Like the turtles are not needed. They, they are not needed. Like the Shredder and Krang lose very easily to the turtles all the time. And then you see the turtles lose to this like gang of teens who might actually be the most competent people in this whole show because they also successfully robbed the army. You know, yeah. these three teenage boys. Yeah, uh, yeah like, like they they <laughs> very successfully they very <laughs> successfully robbed the military. Like yeah. an army convoy of trucks. A and convoy, they, yeah. Like <laughs> this world is just it's like not you're right like not even the turtles can really save it yeah like and, and it enter and enter mutagen man like a bunch of construction workers beat the turtles like literally anyone could go be shredder and krang in this world i just think everyone else has day jobs and the turtles don't and that's why they end up doing it <laughs> yeah like splinter talks about how it's like their duty to do this and it's like well i mean is it <laughs> He's just trying to get him out of the lair. That's yeah, all it is. He just, like, how, he many times, how many times the turtles show back up the lair and like Splinter's just like sitting there meditating or just like watching TV by himself? He's like, oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's, always, it's always interrupting his stories. And it's why Angelo, go back to that deserted island and find your brothers. Just yeah. get out of my hair. <laughs> it's why it's totally fine that he sends the mic after Shredder all the time because. You know, he he knows that they're never going to get hurt by it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. There's, <laughs> a, there's no possible way that men wearing bladed armor 24-7 could ever do any harm to you. <laughs> so, yeah, like it, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where these, like, episodes, I feel like, really make the turtles look incompetent. And then the turtles make Shredder and Krang look incompetent, which I just really feel like means that everyone else in this world is a whole lot more competent than any of those guys are. <laughs> I like I feel like April really only just lets herself get kidnapped and stuff just for the story. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. she she's definitely very competent and able to take care of herself. Um I mean not that she doesn't have her stupid moments, but she can definitely like hold her own and I think she does pretty often and she's just she's literally cuz uh was it was it Mondo Gecko where she's like uh they're like, you were listening? And she's like, yeah, I'm a reporter. Mm-hmm. She like tapped into their phone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. she was like, yeah, she was like listening to them talk like through the turtle com. Yeah. <laughs> and just like totally an invasion of their privacy. But like, she's right. She's a reporter. That's her job to do. Like, to, do you, I mean, to be there are moments where she puts her job above the turtles. Oh, all the time. <laughs> you know? yeah, the turtles are just there to get her the story. That's, that's the, the trick of it. 
Yeah. Also, speaking of the but back to the teens though, these teens also just have like a trap door with sharks to feed people to that they just open up. Well, like, I mean, I think me. I think yeah. Mr. X helped them out with that one. I, I guess, yeah, probably. You know, and like then, that, that seems like that seems like a gift from him. I probably. I'm not a fan of Mr. X altogether. Like what he has so he has like don't a like mountain Mr. X. Yeah, and he's got a, like a weird lisp too. But uh, he's got this it's like mountain starts. hideaway, and also he's like mountain digging around the sewer hideaway. for lizards. And he's hired a bunch of teenagers to to befaffle the army. Like, what? What's your plans here, man? Come on. Yeah, and like like the redheaded kid in the gang is like super annoying. Oh my he, gosh, he I reminds remember. me of Triple Threat from like Ninja Turtles Fast Forward. Yes, like, he's got the same laugh. He does. He does. He does that. <laughs> like laugh like oh, the, Whoa, the yellow head that was like what <laughs> just took me there man that was amazing yeah but he he's got that that weird laugh that's super annoying can you do uh, it again real quick no <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to the episode if you want to oh it man that was good uh but no you're you're right and it's like it, but there was like that one part where he's um God, what does he do? He does um that freaking uh it was like the bigger the bigger one. Uh was Basher was the big one. I don't know, I just called him the or redheaded was... kid. <laughs> yeah, it was no Basher. Basher okay, so Basher was the redheaded Slimmer? one. Sluggo, Sluggo, I Sluggo. think was the one with the axe with the with the laugh. I don't know. I, I think Basher Sluggo, had all of Sluggo it. was the blonde kid. Yeah, he, he definitely was the blonde kid. Um, I think it's I think it's Basher because Cam Clark voiced Basher and it's Cam Clark's laugh. Right? Okay. And um like they do <laughs> like uh Basher's like starts dancing with Sluggo and he's like, I don't want to dance with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like shoves him really hard. Yeah, well anyway, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I did not like him. And then Mr. X, also like you already kind of talked about his keys. But he just picks up a lizard in the sewer for some reason. Like, like that's how this all starts off. Is like he's walking through the sewer. He sees a turtles and a lizard in this glowing green puddle, and he's just like, "I'm taking this," and just picks up the lizard and walks yeah. off with yeah. it. Like, like, and, uh, but not the four turtles. They're coming home with me. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just takes this lizard. There's there's no reason for it. It's not like how could he have known that it was going to mutate into a human lizard? Like, there's no way. Yeah, like he didn't know there was a, like he didn't know what that mutagen was. Yeah, like that, we know that was dumped in the sewer by Shredder. Like that wasn't him. So he just. Why was he in the sewer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything about it. And I, I hate this retcon. I hate this retcon it, like almost more than the exact same retcon they did for Next Mutation, where they're just like, oh, yeah, there was something else with us when we mutated, you know? Like, I just, I just think this it's a lazy retcon. That yeah, I hate. Period. Yeah. I am not a fan of it. Like every time I hear it, I was just like, "Oh yeah, there was someone else there that got muted, like mutated in the same puddle." It's like you really don't need to use this, other than it's just like an easy, like lazy way to just hurry and have someone mutated without having, I guess, have Shredder mutate them or some other weird thing happen to them. Yeah, it's not not my favorite trope. Me neither. Um. And then Mikey convincing like Mondo Gecko that he's like not bad just happens in like the dumbest way that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's more hypnosis. Well, but yeah. 
because Mono Gecko is so like he's so convinced he's a criminal that the first thing he says to Michelangelo is like, "Hi, I'm Mondo Gecko, and I like stealing things." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and he's been raised his whole life to like be bad and all these other things, and then suddenly he just like runs into this guy, remembers that he was mutated in the same accident he was, and he's just like. Oh, of course I'm not bad. I was mutated in the same puddle of goo as you guys. Right. Obviously, I can't be a bad guy. The ooze. Like, just because I don't want to kill one person. <laughs> the ooze makes you bipedal and neutral good. <laughs> but I mean, like, this is also, again, like another, um, another example of, like, how does the mutagen work in this world? Because, you know, how did did uh mondo come into contact with uh with hamato yoshi on the way down who who knows maybe who a knows? kid also dropped his pet lizard you know <laughs> yeah. after the turtles into the <laughs> just one very place. unfortunate pet shop <laughs> <laughs> we got him we got him close that storm train <laughs> you think there's like a competitor's uh pet shop that has a sign that's like uh like super great proof pets or something <laughs> yeah, just big enough yeah. to make sure they can't follow exactly that's what i'm saying yeah like that's that's their that's their advertising campaign is like unlike those other pet stores we're pets can fall in the sewer at, at a, any moment's notice our pets will stay you know, <laughs> our pets will get all the way home with you yeah exactly uh all right so enter mutagen man man you know I, okay go ahead keith sorry. i'm sorry i hate this power is transforming yeah it makes he's got no like sense. a big he's got a big tank of mutagen on his back and containing his entire body it's so. it's such a weird thing that like that's his mutation and yeah. it's like he's he's physically like deformed uh like we see his body come apart roxetti literally says he's falling to pieces yeah you know we see his body like floating in different areas of the vat um which is horrifying in its own right yeah but then um like his his mutation like allows him to put like a psychic like energy field around him that like makes him look like everybody else like and and this is just being me being stupid but it's like does it change his density does it change his like scale like when he turns into shredder he's like a foot taller well, yeah, and when he turns into Krang, he like falls on the ground. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like how do these? How does this work? And again, he's mostly a glass tube. So yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there's also at least twice in this episode where he's like, "How am I gonna get in there?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I can shape shift." I'm like, man, how do you not know your own power? Come on. For me, like, I watched this episode and, like, it's just become very apparent that, like, these episodes were not meant to be watched in any interval other than weekly and as spread out as they were spread out. Yeah, like, that was a long they sentence were, for they shouldn't be watched. <laughs> they, they were not made to be watched again. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they just weren't. Because, uh, like, they reused the same jokes. Like, they've I've complained this before, but, like, in this one, you know, Crane turns after explaining the plan to Shredder, and Shredder's like, I know what's going on. And, you know, Crane says, I'm not telling you, I'm telling them, and points to the audience, like, we, you know, we've heard this joke before, we've heard it multiple times, and it's just there because I imagine that, yeah, when you spread out these episodes enough, kids forget about that. It's like they're hearing it for the first time. 
again, you know, they weren't meant to be watched the way we're watching them. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like we like we said, like these weren't meant to be scrutinized 35 years later. Yeah. You know, there's there's odds are that like the kid missed the other episode where you said this joke, and so you can really get away with with using it again and again and again. Yeah. yeah uh, it's wild to think that at one point, if you miss an episode of something, it was just gone forever. You know. Yeah. What a world we live in. We have streaming services and. Archives. I mean, it doesn't really make a difference with this show unless you wanted to see like the episode with your action figure in it. Like, True. if you miss an episode, you don't miss anything. <laughs> especially these episodes um but yeah the um the other thing is like why does shredder want to mutate the whole city i feel like i'm watching like the 2014 movie again you know where it's just like i'm gonna mutate the whole city and turn them into mutants for reasons yeah (laughs) like he has such a bad track record with mutants too like yeah uh, um, four of them turned against him and two of them are complete idiots so well then also you've got you know w- even when he just mutates like bugs eventually they turn on him yeah exactly yeah like we've learned that the turtles true enemy is construction workers you know i've already kind of talked about how construction workers defeat them but like the whole moment is just like raf and leo were just stupid you know they see a construction worker doing his job. They're told by Michelangelo, well, mutagen man posing as Michelangelo, that he's in trouble. And they immediately just say like, oh man, he is in trouble. Look at him up there doing his job. <laughs> well, and don't they run up there and ask him if he's in trouble? Yes, they do. And then he's like, I am now. You guys are aliens. And then they at least were self-aware and said like, don't you guys watch TV? You know, they should have seen the turtles already. Uh, you know, exist in this universe. Uh, and then the construction workers fight them and the turtles lose. <laughs> to be a <laughs> fly on the wall of that, of that writing room. Yeah. I, I tell you, what was going on? I, I know it was the 80s, uh, cocaine, but <laughs> <laughs> lots of it. Lots. And, oh, and also, the, there was just like, ah, we just need to turn it in. The kids won't care. Like, just, just stream of consciousness writing, just. Just write it out. <laughs> yeah. Wherever your brain takes you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of stream of consciousness <laughs> writing. Uh, Donatello's bad time. Donatello's wait, bad time. Wait, there is one more thing I want to add about okay. oh. <laughs> the Intermediate Japan episode. So, okay, so there's two more things. So, first off, <laughs> the turtles stand around being held up by this guard for forever when they could easily... <laughs> Where they've defeated That's threats right. way bigger than this or ran away from it. Oh, like, my God. oh God. Butch they, O'Reilly. Yeah, they, he's a named character, too. Yeah. <laughs> they needed the turtles to be doing something while Mutagen Man's story O'Reilly was developing. I need a action figure, though. <laughs> yeah, they just need to be, like, indisposed for 45 minutes. So yeah, they well. Just stand at gunpoint. <laughs> for a long time. Like, you know, it cuts off and they're just there at gunpoint with a guard for a long time yeah yeah i forgot about that oh that was so stupid yeah um i don't like that i don't like that mutagen man's like name was already seymour guts yeah Uh, i don't know on the nose it's fine for me it's it's, like like, characters like ed nigma and like other things like that i mean yes yes and no 
like enigma is okay but like seymour guts was already like a schoolyard you know joke uh like it's it's just kind of annoying yeah yeah it's just it's so eye-rolly but again it's also a kid's show that we're talking about yes also april when she's in trouble and she's hanging from the cable she manages to call the turtles her hands are tied her legs are down the calm is just like in her like front like chest pocket and she's just calling them tied up how did she call them like (laughs) can she do a whole like uh, she, she did Siri. that with her boobs. I am impressed. She used right. Siri. <laughs> she managed to, to <laughs> turtle turn Siri. on call. Yeah. Turtle Siri. Yeah. I mean, the oh, phone man. is already open, though. Like, it's it's open. It's there in her front pocket. You can, use, like, you, can use, you can use Siri while your phone's open. I guess so, but... Siri's already, like, reacting to me, like, just saying this. All right, hmm. well... And here I was just going to be super impressed that she she somehow turned on a phone and called the turtles with her boobs because <laughs> yeah it was a very niche it was a very niche corner of the internet where you find videos of people doing that <laughs> I'm sure it is you, not that I you know mean that's, you mean that's not your for you page on TikTok right right <laughs> I, I haven't gotten there yet not, let me yeah. let me just scroll through a few more gotcha. videos and maybe I'll find it. I know we talk about like the writing stream of conscience, but it almost seems like sometimes they're actively animating it stream of conscience. They're like, okay, <laughs> she's tied up. I don't know, man. Just put the turtle comment in, in her chest pocket. I don't, I, no one cares. <laughs> the, the script yeah. says she calls the turtles. Yeah, just, exactly. Just we put didn't it in her that. pocket. I don't know, man. Just put it in the pocket. <laughs> just put it in the pocket, man. Yeah. Just like one guy in a, in a room with a bunch of, <laughs> just crying. With a bunch of like crumpled <laughs> cigarettes next to him, just crying and drawing as fast as possible. <laughs> Just get out of your pocket. Yeah. Oh man, we should make a show about making the show. Be fantastic. <laughs> Just like the the totally true, one hundred percent certified truth about how the story about how nineteen eighty seven was written and animated. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, are we ready for the the bad time? Yeah, I, I will. I will move time. on now. I okay. will move on. Now. <laughs> there's there's still plenty to talk about. Right. Major man, we got just <laughs> just this whole episode. Yeah, everything about it, the whole thing. Like the hillbillies are up there with Mister Og as the most obnoxious villains in this show, in my opinion. Yeah, a lot of like car hijinks that I don't really care about. You know, <laughs> like they use the smokestack like four times. Yeah, yeah the, the smoke screen. I like that. Uh, I think at the beginning, like Spider's like Donatello's got a brilliant mind. He's probably making something genius, and Donatello makes like this like sandwich board that has like an ice cream bar on it. Well, I mean, which the, to be the fair, that's bar. the first time they've ever attempted at hiding their vehicle while they're driving it. I know. At, at least they're attempting, but there's big giant guns sitting. But on there's top big. The there's still big giant guns still. and the giant like. Yeah, it's cap on the, on the front, front that says turtles on the front. <laughs> yeah, and Donatello's uh, like it's perfect camo, and from that point on, everyone recognizes the car. Like every time it drives by, they're like, "It's the turtle van, everybody! Yeah. Look, look, it's got an ice cream on it, guys." Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing, I, it it is a legitimate, good, like, good invention is like his like the thing that like folds up the car so it could drive through alleys. Yeah. Yes. That like, was, that's that was cool. like I, I remember that from when I was a kid. I'm like, I know there's an episode where that thing collapses and goes through an alley because I've always wanted a car that does that. Mm. Just smashes all of the occupants in the vehicle together. Yeah, I, I wanted a... to I wanted to see what <laughs> yeah. it looked like from the inside. <laughs> right. 
I kind of wanted it to. I hope the NECA version does that. Me too. With enough with enough effort, it will. I was hoping I'd see like Don Chell like squished in there and then just like come out and he's like, man, I need to work out the kinks, you know, still need to work out the kinks. Yeah, like that. that, Oh man, you should you should have written this episode. I should have. Obviously, I should be a writer on Ninja Turtles. I've been saying this for years, even though I have no (laughs) writing experience. Just kidding. I I did creative writing in like third grade. (laughs) I won an award for writing in first grade. I peaked peaked impossibly early. <laughs> I may have peaked too early. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just this whole episode is just it just sucks. Just, nothing just about it was it. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh like I tried to I, read I tried to read that summary as fun as I could to make it as good as I could. If I didn't have to remember it for this podcast, I would have forgotten it already. So, I've already yeah. like, yeah, like I've already forgotten it. It's it is already out of my mind. Yeah, it's it's one of the worst ones I feel like of this series. So there is that. Instead of doing like a top ten, we should do a bottom ten at the end yeah. of all this. I think we could get away with a top ten, but yeah. that's not a top ten on a bottom ten. But all right, I love being a turtle. Oh, I love being a turtle. I just thought it was funny in in Michelangelo meets Mondo Gecko when michelangelo is uh following mondo gecko and he's just like luckily it's easy to follow a skateboard trail like just matter of factly like oh yeah you know following skateboard trails (laughs) it's super easy the trail they leave behind (laughs) the thing they're known for doing yeah the thing they're known (laughs) for doing i gotta say I, i really dig mondo gecko um he's kind of a cool character and he's got a like a different voice from the rest of the cast i think this is a this guy's only voice, I forget his name, but I think it was a, a good little side character, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think the execution was pretty good. I, I like his design. Uh, I, yeah, his voice was good. It's not my favorite not of the Mondo Gecko designs, but like, it, but, but you're right, like, it's not bad. And he, he's a good side character that, um, yeah. like, yeah. It, it's nice that he gets to live in the sewer, like, kind of down the you know down the pipe kind of thing yeah and it's always nice when like one of the turtles has an individual friend you know like this is michelangelo's pal mm-hmm. and that's where my likes end yeah that's me too <laughs> uh enter mutagen man um seymour's body splitting up is actually kind of i feel like graphic and like kind of like boundary pushing for this series yeah like it's it's one of the and it's like (laughs) shredder and shredder and like rocksteady are so like flippant (laughs) with it like they're just kind of like ah well let's clean them out of there (laughs) (laughs) get the pool skimmer (laughs) yeah like they're so they're they're so just kind of like nonchalant about this guy who like melted in yeah. front of like his head and arms and legs are floating like we're separate like, from like we're, they're definitely not yeah. attached we to keep saying this but like he legitimately like disconnects like his body his limbs are in different corners yeah like, like he is not just sitting i will probably post region. a picture of it. yeah well then probably, at the end of this episode, picture of it like mondays am i right <laughs> yeah right at the end of this episode shredder tries to kill him he like takes his mutagen yeah and then, uh, yeah, yeah out. exactly i was about to say that shredder's actually sinister for a second in this yeah. episode this is like the darkest episode we've had so far <laughs> yeah. 
and it's still which is funny because like rocket the last time <laughs> like mutagen man in um uh, mutagen man in what you call it at uh 2012 is kind of the same way like it's kind of a dark story yeah yeah, yeah. He, he always is a dark story like every single time like even in idw he's pretty much just you know, he suddenly like like laughs or smiles or something at some point and like doesn't really know what's going on. And he's just like, that's the first time I ever done that in my whole life. And you're yeah. like, oh, you poor cinnamon roll. Yeah. You know, later on, he's like straight up just wants to die and is like asking Mondo to let him die. When Mondo doesn't let him die, he is angry at him. Like yeah. every single time his character shows up, it gets so dark. It's <laughs> so sad. In this in this show, he's like the most dedicated delivery guy ever like the entire time he's yeah. got this whole body horror event he's still like i gotta get this package to the flower company or whatever <laughs> yeah you'd think you'd have like a midlife crisis and decide like you know what i'm gonna do something else with my life you know <laughs> something like <laughs> maybe, maybe that's where he how he gets his kicks though is being a delivery man that that is where he drives his satisfaction good for him one uh one little detail that i really appreciated uh they actually take the time to get the sound effects of him walking correct because if you look at him like he's got one metal foot and one organic foot mm-hmm. and when he walks you can hear it go like thud chink thud chink huh. yeah it yeah, is cool another interesting thing is like cray actually fights the turtles in person in this episode yeah which i liked you know like they they actually duke it out with him which hasn't yeah, happened he doesn't, in he doesn't do that a in a long time yeah. yeah he's usually just always sitting back in the technodrome so this is the first time he's actually like showed up. The turtles have fought him and like held on to him, and and he actually throws them off him pretty easy and easily, and does a pretty good job of fighting him. Which makes me still wonder, like, why does he not go and take care of them himself more often? Because he seems like he can actually put up a better fight against them than literally anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also just really appreciate because it's the kind of stupid stuff I expect from this show that like. The turtles and Mutagen Man are just like around the corner, and Mutagen Man will like turn into Bebop and like lure one of them away, and then like turn into another one and lure one of them away. Like it was just so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, that's where my likes also end for this one now. Yeah, these are two like good characters, decent to bad episode episodes, though. You know. Yeah, actually, there's one other thing I will say though as I do think a shape-shifting enemy for the turtles is a good idea. I don't I know just, if I like it being Mutagen Man. Yeah, like, I almost wish, like, Mutagen Man, like, I almost wish Mutagen Man, like, like, stole, like, their mutations instead of, like, mutating, and, like, basically, like, having a cloaking device. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think that would, like, if he had been, like, rogue from the X-Men, but, like, they don't have, the turtles don't really have superpowers, um, but, like, you know, he could turn himself, you know, he could grow a shell on himself kind of thing for a little bit. Yeah. Like, I think that's more interesting, but um, yeah. Uh, Donatello's bad time. Uh, the only thing that I liked about it is the little bit of trivia that I found out that this was the last episode of the in Japanese <laughs> before it was canceled for Neon, Gen- Neon Genesis Evangelion. I just find that so funny. What a crazy point to end the show at. <laughs> yeah because i mean like the turtle the turtle saint anime is isn't too far around the corner so like the turtles get another chance in japan but it's just funny that like this is where the dub ends (laughs) 
yeah like it's like for everyone in japan this was the like series finale like they're done <laughs> yeah i i didn't have literally anything for this episode i tried i tried to think of something but yeah i already talked about the the sandwiching mechanism of the turtle van was the thing i liked these yeah. like individual episodes have been real hit or miss and this is yeah. a definite miss yeah all right so we ready to move on to news yeah i'm glad we ended it on a good note <laughs> yeah <laughs> on the news <laughs> all right take us into the news keith this is april o'neill of channel six all right so in news this week we didn't talk about it last week because we were silly gooses uh neca revealed for their 31 nights of halloween uh the next in the teenage mutant turtles cross universal monsters toy line uh casey jones as the phantom of the opera um i will never think of him as anything except the phantom of the floxy and that terrible, terrible, terrible song by Howie. <laughs> That's his name is Howie. I forgot his name. He's the Phantom of the Floxy and he carries some epoxy. It's just awful. Honestly, we just need a live live action adaptation of Howie and just have like Ben Folds play him. Yep, there we uh, go. <laughs> uh, but what do you guys think of that figure? I, you know, after it was revealed, I was like, that makes sense because he wears a mask. And I wouldn't have put two and two together because I, I was kind of in the Van Helsing uh, frame of mind with him. Yeah, like I Splinter kind of took sense, Van Helsing, but... so it was kind of like, eh. And then like Casey as the Phantom, just it seemed like it was almost too easy of a guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, like the... I'm surprised it hasn't been done at this point, like because it seems so easy, right? Like mm-hmm. the dude with a mask yeah. is the Phantom. Come on. Well, and the Phantom, I don't know. For me, the Phantom is like the most like. Well, I don't know. There, there's that other guy that's like, there, there's another one on there that's probably just as forgettable. But I don't know. Like, like the Phantom of the Opera is kind of just like the most bland universal monster. <laughs> well, is know, he a monster? Opinion. Even He's... he is technically part of the monster, like the canon list of universal monsters. Yeah. So there's like, if you go like on a Peacock, especially since it's Halloween time, you'll probably find him there's the whole playlist of the universal monsters and universal monster movies. And that one's in there. Okay. Uh, the Phantom of the opera, but he's just I like a regular guy though. Isn't he? I mean, he is, but like, it's, it's more his, just his story. Like the monsters aren't yeah. always like Dracula or Frankenstein. Yeah. There's, there's one I'm trying to remember, but it's like this guy ends up getting put in, this guy ends up like disfiguring this man and forcing him to do terrible things. And I'm trying to remember what it's called. And I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Started watching uh, Dracula tonight, like the original Bela Lugosi one. And uh-huh. in that, Van Helsing is like this old professor. Yeah. The, yeah. Like Van cool Helsing one. is usually not the cool Hugh Jackman version. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I was expecting so, that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So, so that uh, got revealed. No pre order information on that. Uh, and then New York Comic Con was this past weekend. Um, so we saw a couple new reveals there. Nothing new for the Mirage line. Uh, there was more, uh, they had Splinter out on display, so people were able to see him. Uh, for uh, the last Ronin line, I think we saw the patrol bots for the first time because we had seen the synth ninjas uh, last time, but now we saw the patrol bots. Um, and then a couple new additions for the uh, Toon toy line. 
we had the mutated uh the mutated napoleon bona frog from episode uh coming up in our next batch of 87 episodes colossus of the swamp mm-hmm. um and very interestingly space usagi yeah the They've they've done so many characters they've run out of characters and are making up characters. Well, so they're not <laughs> they're not making up characters. Um, so what I remember when NECA first like revealed they were doing this toy line, or when they were doing um Usagi, uh the Usagi license is, is different than the Toon one. Um that one is like the Usagi license specifically with Stan, um, Stan Sakai. Yeah. And in that like original press release, they had said that, um, in fact, you can even talk, like go back and look at the episode because I, I mentioned this there too. Um, they talk about how they have access to do like the comics versions of Usagi. Mm. Uh, and so like we were even speculating, like is the version that they showed back then, is that, a, is, is that the comic version or is that the, ter- the tune version? It turned out it was the tune version. But Space Usagi was only a comic book. So here you go. Yeah. I like his little uh, robotic dinosaur he comes with. Yeah. So it's a cool figure. I mean, no no real information on it. It was just kind of standing there in the display. Um, Then they also showed the quarter scale Michelangelo for the first time. So if you're collecting the two versions of the quarter scale figures, all four of them now have been revealed. Uh, I'm not collecting those because those are just too dang big. Um, and as and comic book news, um, there were there was a good IDW panel um, over the weekends. Uh, so a friend of the show, Sarah, uh, they were at the panel because they're an artist on Saturday Morning Adventures. Yeah, it's really cool. I think that they're the colorist. Uh, uh, they also did. They also did a uh, a cover or two. Um, mm-hmm. which that cover I'm very excited about because uh, they did my girl Irma very well. Um, and uh, some, some other information on like The Last Ronin, The Lost Years, that prequel comic that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. So just cool stuff all around. Um, and yeah, other than that, it's kind of a, kind of a light news week. Uh, we talked about Auto T last week, which was that uh crypto nft program that neca and walmart are doing uh it was as hated as we predicted <laughs> um i hated doing it but i was able to snag the uh renette in the original blue colors uh and she is supposed to be here next week awesome nice uh in comic book news uh issue 133 dropped today in your local comic book store it'll so that'll be a week ago when this finally comes out yeah so so. as i say like today as we record the 12th uh 133 dropped um so this is your reminder when this episode comes out on tuesday to go back to your comic book store and go pick it up there'll probably be a few copies left well in the armageddon game you know number two will be coming out probably shortly after that probably the next week that's right that should be coming out soon so yeah, keep your eyes peeled for them because after that, it's like in November, three of the four weeks of November, there will be a new issue coming out because Armageddon Game Alliance will also start up then. And then also uh, the last Ronin NECA figure is popping up 
I got mine at Best Buy, actually. Nice. That should be shipping soon. The armored version, not the unarmored version. But yeah, like if you're out there and you and you're listening to it, like they show up on like AliExpress and it's where a lot of guys are getting them. Um, but it's better to it, it's better to buy. Yeah. I'm I'm considering getting one of those because I've I've clamored for last round and stuff, and so I will probably go pick one up myself. Well, we know eventually. we know there's at least like 12 figures planned we've seen uh the last ronin and tooth labors we've seen raf and leo we've seen the synth ninja we've seen the patrol bot Mm -hmm. you know so if we've seen two of the two of the turtles in their flashbacks like we're probably gonna get the other two man i'll probably have to get the old donatello as well the oh yeah and splinter and splinter well don yeah and splinter's ninja costume is pretty sweet yeah like Casey Marie. Uh, yeah, Casey Marie. But I, I really like Donatello's. Casey Marie with her like superhero outfit that I'm just going to call Shadow. Yeah. Even if it's not been <laughs> called that, that's her superhero identity. I don't care what anyone says. Fan <laughs> fiction in my head. <laughs> call her Shadow. Uh, but anyway, I, I, yeah, I need to go pick, probably pick myself up one or two. Maybe let someone know around Christmas time that I'm interested. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, that's everything I got for news. Yeah. So Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going to be sticking with the 87 series. Uh, We're going to be watching episodes seven, eight, and nine of season five. So there's Michelangelo meets Bugman again. Bugman messes up and Napoleon Bonafrog, Colossus of the Swamps. Those sound like three good episodes. Uh, You know, I'm kind of excited. Hopefully, hopefully this picks back up because I did like the Bugman one. Yeah, like the first time you met Bugman. So, yeah. uh, guys, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Sorry, we kind of hated all three of these episodes. Um, it happens. We get a bad run every now. Yeah, and then, like every you know. now and then, eighty-seven just th- just throws these at us. Uh, but thank you again for listening. We really appreciate everyone uh, being here. All the new listeners, um, you know, that hit us up on you know all of our socials, which are. Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram, Twitter, and Ninja Turtle Power Hour on Facebook. Um, yeah, if you guys uh, want to leave us a review, uh, we had, what, what was it, Spencer? Like 15 five-star reviews? I think 16. 16! Yeah. Uh, so we would love to make that an even 20. Uh, <laughs> that's, that'd be cool. So uh, leave, us a, leave us a review on your uh, platform of choice, wherever you're listening to this on. And uh, yeah, guys, we love you. Take care out there. Yeah, and we, we never want to ask you for money, but if you're like, hey, these guys seem like cool guys. I enjoyed their show. Uh, I'd like to buy them a cup of coffee. You can now uh, go to coffee.com slash Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's coffee, K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash Ninja Turtle Power Hour. All one word. Give whatever you feel is generous uh, to us. It is all generous, and we appreciate it very much. Thank you. Yeah. So, guys, that's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. Betrayed by Kako.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, I don't know why that made me laugh so much when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so dramatic, like, betrayed by Gecko. <laughs> is that Peter Renaday? Yeah, it's Peter Renaday. Yeah, okay. Of course, of course, it's Peter. I know, right? When I said, I was like, I know it's Peter. Who else does raspy voice? (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm so tired. Uh, What wonderful bonus content this week that was. Yeah, no, I mean, it's fine that we skipped it. It's oh, wait, what? Yeah, I was. We weren't recording all of that. Just let me complain about people who like are saying that like the current. (laughs) Like I, I saw I saw a post about Venus, and I, I of course was dumb enough to read the comments. But like the the TMNT page did like post about Venus giving her history, and then someone's like, I don't know, this sounds like pretty off the rails, like telekinetic, like Frankenstein Ninja Turtle kind of thing. And I'm just like, what what about this is off the rails for Ninja Turtles? Like, yeah, like this is all pretty on brand. Yeah, like like what what was was the story about four mutant turtles being trained to kill the man that killed their master's master ever on the rails in the first place? Their master <laughs> like, being that master's pet rat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> who learned martial arts watching him in a cage. Yeah. What's insane is that 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 is the least believable part of the entire story to me is that a regular rat learned karate by watching a human it really is (laughs) yeah like that's because like he's not even a mutant at that point so that's what's even more annoying about it is that like that's the origin story and everybody's like okay with that yeah Mm -hmm. that's where i draw the line like you can fly around space in the cow's head but the second it's a regular rat learning karate oh my god well because at that point they're already mutants so it's already (laughs) fine but yeah. the, it's just the fact that he learns martial arts <laughs> as a rat. Yeah. It's one of the crazier. That's why I like Yoshi uh, being Splinter and not the his rat pet. Like I, yeah. I think it works a lot better in a lot of ways. Yeah. Another, but like, but anyway, they're like it's off the rails and uh, and stuff. And and even even if you want to take aside from that, you want to go to like side to side to like every version of the turtles. You know, like there's the whole like telekinetic being able to astral project. They literally do that when everyone considers like the most grounded interpretation of the 1990 movie. Like Splinter astral projects to his sons and appears in the flames and talks to them. It's literally what Venus is doing. You know, you want to take the 87 series. You have a disembodied brain that goes to a ninja to build him a body. Like what is... I mean, yeah. What is so yeah. much more off Fair the point. rails about Although, this idea? Am, anyway. am I the only one that every time I go camping, a, a giant mutant rat talks to them through fire? <laughs> I think so. I think, oh. I think it's a unique experience. It, it was at Burning Man. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I may have had a few shrooms before yeah. I saw him, but I saw that him. Is, that is shroom pizza, bros. <laughs> Wonder what kind of mushrooms Mikey put on that pizza before yeah. they uh, sat around that fire. <laughs> but yeah, just it's Ninja Turtles, <laughs> yeah. guys. Like, come on. Yeah. 
it, it like i said i just find it funny how they're just like this seems like it's a little off the rails and it's like guys this was never on the rails yeah like this is amazing like where people's suspension of disbelief will end so i feel like long, we say that so often yeah. i know I, I don't know if i've ever told you this story though a, a long this is a lifetime ago you used to work with troubled teenagers we were watching that newer tron movie mm-hmm. and uh at the end there's this part where like the guy he tries to make this really long jumping just barely makes it Mm-hmm. these kids are like he would never make that jump i'm like this guy went into a video game to save uh <laughs> digital kurt russell and this is where you draw the line <laughs> or he Jeff Bridges, i think it was but yeah yeah <laughs> you'd never make that jump man i love that tron movie but but like i don't know like on top of all of that it's like not, not even just like the where you draw the line thing but it's i honestly think the suspension of disbelief thing happens whenever a new concept or something is introduced that you didn't already accept as a child when you were way more accepting of this stuff like that's that's my own personal theory is a lot of it just has to do with i already accepted these things when i was a child and so now i do not question them at all as an adult but now you've introduced a new concept to me as an adult and now i have my hypercritical adult brain that makes things not fun anymore and i'm just going to completely tear this thing apart what you mean (laughs) you mean you mean analyze analyzing children's properties as an adult isn't normal? Yeah, uh, I mean it is. You know, it's not normal. Yeah. Actually, we're we're a bunch of nerds, but but no, but but you're but you're right. Like it's yeah. I mean, we we say it every now and then. Like you know, we're analyzing the stuff that wasn't really meant to be analyzed by adult people. Yeah, you know, thirty years later, and it's like when they add that new stuff like to the lore to make it like new and interesting. And it's like, it's not part of the original stuff that like I grew up with. It's like, who freaking cares? Like it's, it's to make it fresh and interesting. And and it's why I keep saying like people just want a checklist. They don't want new. Yeah. I was reading a Godzilla versus power Rangers last night, which has been pretty good. But I was thinking, I was like, man, when I was a kid, I just totally accepted that the dinosaur was a giant robot that lived underwater that was controlled by a dagger that played like a flute and sounded like a trumpet. I had no problem. <laughs> yeah, with the dragon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, like you just—it's just that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. but even sound, saying it now, it's kind of cool. Oh, and the um, guy plays it, it like, through a mask with no oh, air hole in it. It was a—I <laughs> was watching a TikTok last night, and it was—it was just talking about like dubs versus subs. Um, in anime Mm -hmm. and how like people were like oh like oh that sounds so bad in in english you know and the guy uses an example of like um some attack i can't remember what show it was from but he's like you know in in japanese it's like and um he's like you know that sounds cool and, and shit but in english like the dub is planetary devastation which mm-hmm. sounds corny. Yeah. But he's like, it's literally the same thing. It sounds corny in Japanese. You just don't speak Japanese. So right. you just think it sounds cool. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is like, that's, that's my biggest thing as well. When you have people, I mean, granted there are some dubs that straight up like do kind of, you know, chop up the script a bit, you know, and, right. and kind of dice things up, but a lot well, more I mean, modern. But that's, that's part of, that's part of localization. Like mm-hmm. it's making it, you're, you're adapting the material to fit a new language and a new speaking style. Yeah. And and there is that, but also modern, 
a lot more modern dubs are a lot better at staking a lot closer to to what the original thing is is trying to say well i think we also have better we also have better writers and translators and better translators translators. so you know i like about the dubs zero reading exactly (laughs) i mean like i still have subtitles on but um i i like dubs because like i can kind of pay attention to it in the background that's yeah, my well, big thing too. and then yeah, i can look I at and then i can go back it. and look at yeah and then i can go yeah. back and look at it when the action kicks off so. yeah well that's the other thing is like when people are like fighting and there's action like i don't know maybe maybe i just have too much of a one-track brain and can't focus very well but i either have to be reading the subtitles or seeing what's actually happening on the screen i can't do both like <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, I watched the first season of One Punch Man with the subtitles, and it was just—it uh, was kind of exhausting to do, you know. Yeah, because you have to read it. Um, we're not here to talk about anime, unless it's not like yet. Turtles anime, <laughs> exactly. All right, well, let's get started with the show. 